Episode 3, Miss Protection and the Polio Leg Brace. I'm Merle Riedel, and you're listening to a May 24, 2006 podcast from the Kansas State Historical Society. Each quarter, curators select five artifacts for the Cool Things section of our website, kshs.org. With this podcast series, we take a closer look at these artifacts and find out the story behind the story. In the following interview, Laura Van Orsdale, curator at the Kansas Museum of History, tells us about a polio leg brace and explains who Miss Protection was and what she was doing in Kansas. Hello, Laura Van Orsdale. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, it looks like you selected the polio leg brace to write about. That's correct. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions um, just to find out a little bit about it. Um, who uh, who wore this leg brace? Well, this leg brace was worn by Betty Jean Funk, who was from Oneida, Kansas. And actually, Betty Jean was, um, this isn't the brace that she wore her whole life. She was born in 1923 and developed polio when she was just a toddler. She had just learned to walk when she came down with the disease. And um, she was eventually crippled in both legs. And so in order for her to get around, she had to wear leg braces. And this brace is from um, her, when she became an adult, she wore this leg brace. And she only had one. Um, when she was a teenager, she spent some time at the Shriners Hospital in St. Louis. And actually, at that time, she had a procedure done where her left leg was actually fused at the knee. And that made it possible for her to only use one leg brace. But it also meant that she couldn't bend her left leg. So that's why if you look at the Cool Things website, um, there's a photograph of the brace. And there's also a shoe um, beside it that doesn't have a brace attached to it. She actually only wore one leg brace. What is polio, and uh, why would it cause a person to have to wear a leg brace like this? Well, polio is an infectious disease that um, it was spread. Well, actually, it was kind of a scary disease because people didn't know a lot about it. Um, at the turn of the 20th century, it became more common um, just based on the way it spread and based on um, how it uh, people develop an immunity for it. It became more common at that time. And since people didn't really know much about it, it was very scary because it could cause um, paralysis in the people affected by it. And it most commonly affected children, although adults could get it as well. In fact, President um, Roosevelt, FDR um, Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, was perhaps the most famous polio patient. He actually developed the disease after he was an adult and was a big proponent in um, eventually developing fundraising and research into the disease and leading up to the them finding a vaccine for it. So this person contracted it as a child and, and seemed to have it for some time. How long total did this did this donor have to wear the brace? Well, she wore it for her whole life, basically, except for uh, the first year or two of her life. Polio isn't something that you really can be cured of. It's something that you can learn to live with. Um, and some, some people do get better. Some people had it affect their lungs um, based on how it, it goes. It actually attacks the spinal cord. And... Um, and then it goes out from there. And if it affected lungs, sometimes people would, would spend time in an iron lung, which we do actually have an iron lung in our collection as mm -hmm. well. And um, that was because the respiratory function in their body was impaired. Um, some people had it affect their legs, and some people were not paralyzed at all. They had a mild case, perhaps. Um, but if they were affected, 
by their legs, then they would probably be wearing braces for the rest of their life unless you know they were fortunate enough to have some sort of surgery or their case was mild enough not to need that. Um, with the uh, with the brace, there's a couple of cleats, and, and they kind of, I don't know, they just look a little odd. What, right. what exactly are the cleats for? Well, you know, that's sort of one way that Betty um, used to get around a little bit easier. Um, when she was an adult, before she got married, she actually worked in Kansas City at a garment manufacturer company. And since she was working, she would have to go out in all kinds of weather. And if you look um, at the bottom of these shoes, you'll notice that they're very slick-soled. Um, they were specially made for her feet. And so the cleats she would actually attach to the bottom of her shoes to give her more traction when she was going out on icy days. After her marriage and, and later on, she um, didn't go out on icy days when she didn't have to. So. I see. Um, I know that Kansas kind of has, you know, in a way, a unique relationship to polio. Um, what uh, role did the city of Protection Kansas, and they were kind of interesting, what, what role did they play in the fight against polio? Right. Well, Protection Kansas sort of played more of a, a public relations role in the polio campaign. Um, the vaccine was actually developed by Jonas Salk in about 1954. They started doing tests, and then in 1955 it was announced that the vaccine actually worked. Um, Protection Kansas, um, Protection is the only town with a post office in the United States by that name. And so... Um, when the vaccine first became available, it was given to children of a certain age, the age that was most likely to develop polio. And then as that group of children um, began, began being immunized, <laughs> immunized ah, they became immune from the disease, um, they, um, other people started to be um, vaccinated as well. And so Protection Kansas in 1957 had a campaign where they, their goal was to make their town the first town in the United States to be 100% immunized against um, polio. So it, that time it was a three-shot um, series, and so they were able to get everyone in their town under the age of 40 um, vaccinated against the disease. And they did all sorts of celebrations around it. And um, they had a rodeo and they had, uh, there was a lot of newspaper people in town. And they even had Miss Kansas from 1956. Her name was Mary Ann McGrew um, come to town and, and she was uh, Miss Protection for the day. So to help wow. celebrate this event. Miss Protection, wow. Yeah. That's, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the leg brace, and it, it sort of reminds me a little bit of one I've seen before. Um, I'm trying to figure out, did Forrest Gump uh, wear this same type of leg brace? Um, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I think that's uh, it's probably very similar. I'm not sure how many advances there have been in leg brace technology over the years, but um, I, I believe it's pretty close. Okay. Well, that's, that's good enough for me. All right, Laura, thanks for uh, telling us a little bit about the leg brace. You bet. That concludes Episode 3, Misprotection and the Polio Leg Brace. Join us in two weeks when we view the Southern Rights flag of Northeast Kansas. And Curator Blair Tarr tells us about the bad boys of Territorial Kansas. This podcast is a production of the Kansas State Historical Society. Hold me closer,